0: What is up? What is up, everybody? Thanks for tuning in to the Steel Mace Nation podcast. So we're going to do things a little bit different. Instead of running ads throughout the show, we're going to go uninterrupted. Instead, I'm going to talk to you for about a minute right now, and we're going to talk about the show sponsors. But first, I want to tell you about SteelMaceNation.com. SteelMaceNation.com is a great place, great resource that you could go to. Um there's a lot of free stuff there, videos and articles. I recommend you read the 10,000 swing steel mace challenge. It's very unique. It's very difficult. Uh get a lot of feedback on this one and a lot of people say they hate it and they love it at the same time because it is a lot of hard work. But uh it's a good it's a good workout program, totally free for you and you could start it today if you want. If that's something that's not your speed, there's plenty of other things you can check out on steelmacestation.com, such as the Steel Mace Workshop or the 21 Day Steel Mace Challenge, which is an ebook. Uh It's broken down into a couple different things. One of them is a mindset chapter. Another one is uh, smoothie recipes. You know, just easy to make delicious smoothies. And then of course, there's the whole 21 Day Fitness Challenge that uh Follows all these different workout programs, so you can check those out. Uh, another option would be the membership, where for eight ninety nine a month, you gain access to a bunch of different recorded workouts where you follow along. Full workouts uh, set up in you know cool locations, and there's not just me on there. Fellow mace enthusiast coach and firefighter uh george wiggins who's been on the podcast a bunch of times he actually has a little spot on there where you can follow along one of his workouts thank you george for being so cool to provide that shout out to george wiggins 502 steel mace on instagram so let's get to our show sponsors real quick here so First one is freedomstrength.us. Freedomstrength.us has a discount code for you. It's SMN10. Get 10% off your discount, uh, off your purchase, and go there and buy a weight vest or a sandbag. But just check out what they got tons of stuff. Really good uh, place to go for all your shopping needs. If you're looking for a steel mace or a steel club and you haven't tried adxclub.com yet, you're making a mistake. Go to addictsclub.com and see what they have. These are adjustable steel maces. This is state-of-the-art mace technology made right here in the United States of America. Adjustable steel maces, adjustable steel clubs, really good product. Uh, When you get your hands on one of these things, you'll see they're special, they're unique, and it's uh, something that really enhances your training modality that you're into. And then finally I want to talk about sleepymonkeytrainingacademy.com. Now sleepy monkey training academy is run by Andrew Emsley who he's been on the podcast a few times and he's also a show contributor. He offers uh, advice to me and things like that on how to run the show and things to talk about and I consider him, you know, kind of like the hidden hand of the show where he you know, helps with things. So his support is greatly needed, and I am very happy about that. So I love telling people about Sleepy Monkey Training Academy. Um, He's in Pennsylvania, uh, you know, easily accessible from New Jersey, anywhere in Pennsylvania, whatever, tri-state area, worth the drive, even if you think you're too far away. Why? Because Andrew has a very unique training system, I've been through his system and I can guarantee you, you will enjoy it. Um, you know, basically I offer coaching as well. And for me to offer somebody else's coaching, they must be pretty legit. So, you know, check out sleepy monkey training read what's over there and see if that's something that'll work for you. Thank you very much for listening to this advertisement up front And now, without further ado, let's get to the podcast. Hey, everybody, welcome back to the Steel Mace Nation podcast. Once again, I have Tom Belinge back again to talk about, first of all, his workshop coming up. He also has another new book coming out. And um, we're going to talk about what he's planning to do in the workshop a little bit and, you know, whatever else comes up in between. How you doing, Tom? Thanks for coming back.
1: Hey, Fred. Thanks for having me again. How yeah, are you doing?
0: absolutely. Yeah, I'm psyched, man, because we're going to be uh, meeting you in September, on right. September 24th. And Correct. you're kicking off your workshop we're your first victims, aren't we? You
1: are. You are my first victims.
0: I love being uh, the first victim.
1: Yeah, right. So, yeah, it's the first, uh, first ever uh, workshop that I will teach for war yoga. So I'm pretty excited. Are you nervous? Uh, yeah, a little bit, in a sense. I, I mean, it's uh, I've taught workshops and other things, like I've taught workshops in Muay Thai, I've taught workshops in bare-knuckle boxing, uh, but I've ne- not taught a workshop in uh, Vyayam, which is the, the Indian part of the war yoga system so um i am a little nervous i'm you know i think it's good though this kind of keeps you humble you know it's a a good. so i'm not worried but um i guess i have you know that slight amount of anxiety to make sure i get it get it right yeah i've got to make a bunch of tools and stuff yet so i actually actually had a dream the other night where I, i in my dream i turned up to the workshop with no tools (laughs) <laughs> I, <was> like, <laughs> so I just i woke up thinking oh my god i better get on that and start making those tools as quick yeah as i possible. think
0: you know sometimes we have trouble interpreting our dreams i think that one's pretty straightforward you better get your ass in gear
1: right <laughs> get your ass in gear exactly that's yes, exactly what it means
0: so yeah the, the the workshop is september 24th it's at marshall strength training academy in branchburg new jersey yeah uh it was it four hours
1: yeah, it's four hours. It's going to be from uh so it's a Sunday on the twenty fourth, and it's from ten a.m. till two p.m. Okay. Um, and it's gonna be a good up. time. I mean, I'm really excited to have it in the tri state area. Um, because yeah. I mean that's where I live. I live in Connecticut. Um, and so you know, having it in the tri state's kind of really cool because there's a good bunch of folks around that I'd like to actually like to meet in person that are in that in our area. So yeah, I'm yeah. really excited yeah.
0: Might as well start at your
1: home base, right? And Right, exactly. Can... That's what I feel. And like, you know, I felt like uh it'd be nice to do something like Jersey's good because it's you know, it's close to the city too, it's not too far out, and there's yeah, there's a whole bunch of people around. And then also Jersey being in Jersey, it makes it a bit more accessible for the people a bit further the other way too. Um, yeah. you know, anyone who's in like in Pennsylvania and you know, any of the states that kind of abut Jersey. So Yeah,
0: there I know there's definitely people coming location. Yeah, central location. Yeah, and and there's definitely people coming from Pennsylvania. It's not too bad of a trip. Jersey's not a big state. You can definitely drive it, and it's worth it. Um, because you're going to be going over the ancient training techniques. Yeah, right.
1: So, what are you going to be covering? So, everybody, a lot of people have had exposure to the different elements of the of YAM, which is the uh, wrestlers' training system, essentially from India. Um, but nobody, I think, has ever been presented with the entire thing or pretty much the entire thing. There's a couple of things we'll miss out, but uh, only because they're kind of irrelevant to most people. Um, but we're going to start with body weight stuff. So um, the workshop will begin with uh, betaks, which are Hindu squats, down. And, which the hindu push-ups and sapates which are the hindu burpees for want of a better word um, and those really form the foundation of the practice like indians tend to um do either dans and betaks or sapates sometimes they mix them all up together and do both but they found they they're the sort of basic foundation of their practice because it gives a general full body strength and mobility So we start with that. Um, So that's great. I don't know how many people have ever done those properly. Um, And then we're going to move into uh, the tools. So we'll be working with uh, the... So everybody's, most people, especially people who tune into this podcast will obviously know about the mace, know about the gada. So we're going to have the gada and some maces um, as well. I think we're going to have a lot of steel maces. Actually, my friend, um, Joe... called gundalini on instagram will be coming along to the workshop and he, oh really yeah so i'm really excited i I want to meet him he's going to come and help me out a little bit too uh and he he actually makes maces too so uh if anyone's interested who's come to the workshop and wants uh, a custom mace of some description then he makes them himself uh he, he he welds them and puts them together they're loadable he's even working on a few interesting ideas uh, involving uh, something as close to a gadget as you can get from uh, with with a uh, with, you know with a, with a custom mace that he would make. So definitely hit him up. He's Goondolini on Instagram, and he'll be there. And I'm really excited about him being there because he yeah. is one of the best in the game in the USA, absolutely in the world. I would say. So I'm really excited. Yeah, wh-
0: to- he just showed up not that long ago on my feed and now i've been following
1: him and yeah he's and, uh, been around for a while he's gone through a few accounts and stuff i've, I've known yeah. him for several years um he's, a and great he's in guy. new jersey. He's in jersey too uh so uh he'll be coming he'll be coming from within the state so uh well now i'm definitely
0: going to be reaching out to him right after i get off this call with you yeah, yeah so well, he, i could ask him
1: about making me a mace he makes he'll make a custom mace he's, he's and his, he'll bring
0: it to the loadable to the, too so the loadable yeah and he'll bring it to the workshop. Uh, oh, yeah, he would, it. yeah,
1: for sure. Okay, for So sure. you hear
0: that, everybody? Make sure uh, you get, get on. Get,
1: hit him up. Yeah, so we're going to be doing the basic Gada work, like the Indian style, um, which is called a Rumali in Indian. means head swing. And it's going to be the big, deep. What we call in, in the U.S., it's often called 10 to 2. But it's actually more like a kind of 11 to 1 when it's performed in India, um, which is the way that I swing it. Um, so I'll also bring a couple of my heavy, heavy gathers too, to see if people want to test themselves out a bit with those. They how heavy? Oh, I mean, I'll probably just bring like the, I mean, I like to work with 40 pounds, 45, yeah. 50 pounds, you know? So like, like I, I I'm not going to bring, I won't bring the 65er. That's a bit, a bit too much for most people, including myself actually. Um, but like, Joe Gundalini like, like, up in Jersey. I mean, he'll swing some seriously heavy weight. He can sling some sling some pounds, basically. Um, but yeah, so I'll bring that. Um, then we're gonna also work with uh Sumtola. So uh we're gonna I don't know how many people have ever worked with a Sumtola before. Um so I'm, uh, we're gonna work with Sumtola uh, and Jory. Uh I will bring my big Jory and we're like, gonna try and we're gonna get hold of a few. Juries from whoever's got them around the place and gather them together and use them. Oh, um, you need
0: me to bring a pair?
1: Oh, yeah, please. Okay, <laughs> I got you, a pair of jury. Bring them, you know, why not? Okay, yeah. Uh, and then, um yeah, if anyone wants to bring their own, I definitely recommend people bring any stuff they've got that's theirs. Um, I'm going to now, some of the equipment I'm going to have to make is I'm going to have to go make a bunch of Garnals and nails. And now, those are something that, especially nails, I don't think anybody. In the US, has really worked with them much. There's a couple of guys that yeah. have gotten from India, but like they are an unusual tool. Uh, it's that's a stone ring that goes around your neck. Well, so the garnal is a stone ring that goes around your neck, and then the now is a stone ring with a crossbar in the middle, and you lift it, and then you have to lift it up, yeah, above your head. So it's uh, it's a pretty interesting tool. That could be intimidating. It could be, it could be. I mean, I figured you could probably work with a heavy dumbbell in the same way, uh, but there's something about the ring shape. It makes it nicer to lift than a dumbbell in that regard. Oh, okay. And then we'll also work with the dumbbell too. We'll do the dumbbell swing, you know. Yeah. We're going to go through the whole thing. I mean, four hours is going to be filled that's okay. one thing i'm not worried about like so I get a good not, night's rest get a good night's rest and eat eat well before you not you know eat not well much. before you come and make yeah. sure you good breakfast yeah you're um, not gonna make anybody throw up though no I'm no way no okay <laughs> but yeah i'll be coming along we'll be driving across from connecticut in the morning and uh that'll be fun I'm just gonna i'm really excited about it actually it's it's a big, big one. And there's people coming from all over. I think there's people coming from out of state that even I've you know, told me, oh, I'm coming. I mean, I've, I've heard there might be guys coming from all over the US, which is kind of wild. Wow. Even now, I'm like, wow. You know, someone's going to... Are you to feeling me. a
0: little bit like a rock star?
1: Sorry? Are you feeling a little bit like a rock star with that? No, I mean, I'm feeling... I, I it, it makes me feel very humble. You know, yeah. I mean, I just... I, I it it obviously, you know, makes me happy, but um it just it's very humbling if someone's gonna travel a long way and spend a bunch of money to come and spend time with you. It's like wow. Yeah, I know.
0: And how how do you how is the war yoga book doing? Um, it seems like it's uh making its it's random. Yeah, people are it,
1: reading it. Yeah, people are reading it. It's going out it's out and about. I mean, I get uh, messages from people all the time now saying oh i just found you through the warrior book or like and sometimes they'll find the book before they find me yeah uh, which is always surprising as well because i just sort of expect people to have found me and then find the book but yeah it's out there i mean it's in lots of different countries now um i've seen it in all parts of the world you know so it's kind of amazing when you feel like it's out there and people reading it and engaging with it yeah you know? And you are it's one of the effects on people, too. I mean, I get a lot of positive messages, people saying this book is some. I mean, I have messages that are extremely humbling when people like this book. I had someone say this book changed my life, which I was like, wow, I mean, God, did... don't put me on a pedestal. Um, and then did they indicate um, in which way, like how it changed their life? I don't want to pry too much, okay. but they said it improved their life, you know. And then they've got people, uh, I had people say that this is the book they've been looking for for you know they've, they've been searching for this kind of book and there it is and it's come out so it's been uh it's been a very interesting uh sort of year and a and a bit since the book a year and a half since the book came out it's been yeah been it's very book.
0: interesting uh tom um you know like you saying you don't want to pry um I think that's really cool because like you're very comfortable with just the idea that the book is doing whatever it's intended to do. Yeah. I mean a easy. lot of people would want to know like uh, for marketing purposes even like well what is what's the thing that's you know this is something I could use to sell more
1: books. You're just like Well yeah, well so selling selling books isn't isn't my main aim, you know. Like I mean if I was in this for the if I was in this for the money I would have chosen a different path to make the money you know i mean the the aim that i have with Warrior is just to put out there when i wrote the book i just wanted to put out something that i wanted to read that i was i didn't have available to me and so you know all i want to do really is put some of these ideas out there and like if people connect with that that's amazing if they don't that's fine you know i'm like i'm not trying to you know make make a bunch of money off this and Whatever. I mean, you know, I mean, it's nice to make some money just because it rewards your efforts that you've put out, but that's not my aim, you know. I'm yeah. Not, I'm not in it for the for the money. Yeah,
0: you have the right intentions, and I think that's – uh, so. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, do things – like, I, I totally get what you're saying. I mean, I've coached more people for nothing than I can't believe about just because I want to give what I know to people who – can't afford it i guess and right uh but i want to also share like i yeah it's nice to get paid but just i love training mace to people i love teaching it so i have a good time doing it and i don't care if i'm making money i'm just like screw it so right
1: i just yeah. yeah right it's it's important to just sometimes put something out into the world for the intention of just putting that thing out into the world you know Yeah, something that has positivity to it. Right, exactly, because the world has a lot of negativity, the world has a lot of darkness and strangeness right now. And I mean, it always has had that some level, but right now it seems like we're in a particularly... Yeah, it's profound. ...dark and, yeah, it's tangible. You can feel it. You can feel the weight of the times that we're in. And so Mm -hmm. to have uh, something, to be able to put something out there, which hopefully is some kind of beacon of light... Uh, is really the the most powerful and wonderful thing that I could have done. So that's 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 my main aim, really.
0: Yeah, that's and you know what? Um, like for me, and I think a lot of people that are in the, into this modality, there's this deeper connection to something, and and everybody wants to y- use their training for like the force of good, and right. and like in your book. You, uh the front half of your book, which last time we did the podcast, I was telling you how I jumped to the back because yeah, I wasn't right, getting right, into all right, the nitty-gritty right. with the with the gata and the jewelry and everything. Yeah, but sure, I, get I took the time to read the front half and oh. really start to assimilate it and, and think about it. And one of the things that was striking about it was you kept referring to asceticism, you know, um living uh, like you know, through through Hindu um beliefs well, like, right
1: that's that, that's that's in that part in that, in that book yeah so uh, it talks about the the indic tradition yeah okay yeah sorry okay the the indic tradition. you know Hindu, hindu's fine i mean like it, yeah. it, it but yeah it's the indian it's the indian tradition there yeah
0: oh yes correct okay i'm sorry yeah
1: got it so uh
0: but asceticism is basically learning to like you know not indulge yourself all the time correct you know fast, right. um accept a little bit of pain and discomfort yeah. into your life. Sure, and it, you have to. So, yeah,
1: especially if you work out all the time, right? Yeah, true. True. That's so true. what was I get more injury actually from I get more more I'm I'm more injured from doing like jujitsu than I am from anything else. <laughs> anything else I've ever done in my life, actually, but yeah. But, but you're, you're better for it. You're you're better for it. Oh, a hundred percent. I would, yeah. I will take the punishment and pain in order to ascend, in order to make myself into a better version of myself. Yeah. In order and to create do- this sort of strong and powerful vehicle for the spirit, you know, which is what the body is ultimately, is like this vehicle for something much, much, you know, the, the, the idea is that within, within all of us, we have this spirit of the sort of divine spirit, this like little spark of the divine and that ultimately the body is the vehicle for that spark of the divine and that really what we need to do is is make that vehicle as powerful as possible and s- strong as possible and that doesn't necessarily just mean through physical things but it's through you know all sorts of uh spiritual mental and physical exercises uh hardship is something that is not just to be rejected outright you know that hardship has a very powerful positive impact on you it toughens you up it makes you stronger and to make that vehicle stronger allows you to walk more powerfully through life and therefore be able to connect with that which is beyond the sort of visible physical realm and to be able to go deeper and further and to be able to hopefully connect with something that's in a sort of invisible and intangible sort of world
0: and and you said hopefully, so I mean, because well it's I mean, bull- none
1: of us have the answer a hundred percent, right? I mean, like you know, if you had the answer, then everyone would everyone would be like, okay, I know what to do. I'll do this, but
0: yeah, and then it would be too easy.
1: It would be too easy. Yeah, no, nothing, nothing worth achieving. Well, everybody knows that if if you do anything physical, if you've done any exercise, if you've done any martial arts. Uh, that nothing and any and beyond that into other realms. I mean, anything that is good, anything worth achieving takes work. It takes hard work and effort. And if it doesn't require effort, then it's really not worth having.
0: Yeah. I, I think that's, uh, definitely the message that came across in, in your first war yoga book. And I, yeah. I love that. I, I love that. And that did help me, um, Because you put it something into writing, connected it to uh, uh, something spiritual, which I definitely felt benefit from. So, I mean, even if you're getting this information from other sources and stuff like that, your book kind of – it was uh, the same thing, lent to the same thing, but had a different feel to it that I was definitely open to because, I mean, I knew – at the end of the book, there's all the talk about training with these implements and right. the the Eastern, the Eastern philosophy tied in with the Eastern style training, it goes right. hand in hand. So oh, yeah. War, you- right.
1: So war yoga, your, your next book is going to be war yoga too. Yeah. So my next book is called, uh, it's going to be, I've just finished writing it. It's with my publisher now. So we're going to have to go through the proofing and editing process. Uh, but it's war uh, yoga so it's going to be all about uh, the Iranian system. Um, last year, I went to Iran um, and I trained out there and worked with some really amazing people. Um, the Iranians are fantastic human beings, um, and um, yeah, as a result of it, I've managed to write this book. Um, I actually started my research a long time ago uh with it but it's going to basically do the same thing so we're going to um the first half of the book it will uh delve into the uh spiritual elements of the of, of iran iranian systems and then the second half of the book will be the physical uh part which is the zirkanay and the various different modalities of training that are within the Zerkane itself
0: Wow, this sounds really interesting. Now, you are one of few people, uh, it's you and uh, Paul Wachowinski and um, Har- um, uh, Harbour Egberts, the Flowing Dutchman, who have actually, like, traveled into that
1: region. But you're the only one that's gone to Iran, right? No, so no, actually, Paul has been to Iran uh oh, okay. winsky's been there a couple of times actually um and then uh he helped me out actually he put me in touch with uh the tra- travel agency who in iran who could arrange stuff for me because it's like difficult you know you can't just go to iran um and then uh there's a couple other guys but they are in asia so um uh schwang liu who is called crew liu in on instagram he's in china in a place called hangzhou i used to live there actually but i didn't know him then but um uh, he lives in hangzhou in china he's been to iran uh and also a guy in korea uh who has a house of strength in korea has been so uh there's a very small club who've been to iran like there's a few people been to india and but still a small handful of people but iran is a um, much smaller group of people who have been there.
0: now you said that you just can't go there and you had a uh hook up yeah, with no, this- you can't
1: so so uh first of all so if you're from the united kingdom the usa or canada it's particularly difficult um other countries have more availability to come go come and go um but um you need to get uh, a visa um which for people in america is a little bit tougher because there is no embassy for iran in the united states we have no diplomatic relationships with iran um so you have to get a company in iran to apply to the government in iran to get a number a visa number and then you then get that number and you send it to the pakistan embassy in the usa which has an iran affairs desk oh boy so it's it's complex I mean it it's touch it was touch and go. you know you just think are they going to let me in are they not um and they did, which was great uh I definitely want to go back um what happens there, who knows but like I definitely want to go back it was a it's a fantastic country. people were are they? really nice and the, thing is, the funny thing is I went there when it was in, like during protests, all those protests were kicking off. It's exactly when I was there um did you know so that the protests
0: really... were going on before you
1: left sorry did you know that the protests were happening before yeah you left? so yeah so actually, said, i'm start- still going they started happening about a month before i went and i was just, just thinking oh no this is terrible timing um but actually or it was great, great because yeah. i actually it was great timing because i actually got to the i got to sort of see some of what was going on there which was kind of interesting um wow on the ground it wasn't the same as it was reported in the news exactly um it it it's neither if you look at the new if you look at the news officially from one side and from the other side it's never either of those sides it's something in between and and that's what it was it was something in between like um it was a really interesting time to be there though
0: and people there uh, welcomed you with open arms. They oh, they were happy they, you took
1: interest. With, with well, their... I mean, Iranian people are by their very nature extremely kind and generous and uh, open and painfully welcoming, like painfully. Like they start, they refuse you paying for things. You have to argue with them to take your money and stuff like that. You know, they, they, they will go out their way to, to help you where they'll spend like significant amounts of their time doing things for no benefit of their own, just to help you, you know? So I've, we don't do that in America, in Many places like that.
0: Yeah. well, nah, we don't
1: do that in America. Here, Where did, where do you think they were taught to do that from? I don't think they were taught. I think that's what they're like. I think I think that is their nature. I think it's the nature of a lot of those groups of people. Uh, a lot of groups of people, but um, unfortunate. And the fact is that they've been somewhat sheltered from the world has probably helped actually maintain that. You know, rather than you know strip it away through kind of the global uh, global kind of uh, homogenization of culture. You know, so I mean, I think. Right they've actually, the fact they've been sheltered somewhat has helped them keep it, keep that. Yeah. They, they were sort of like jaded or not. They were not jaded. I should say they, no, right. They're not. They're not. Yeah. And what's it really interesting was that when they were asking, whenever, whenever I met a stranger and they said, where are you from? I would say England. And they say, Oh, great. Very nice. Very good. Very good. You know? And, they'd, and then uh one time they said, where are you from? I said America, which is true. They're both true statements. Yeah. Um, they just gloat they were like oh, oh. My photo taken with you they were like they were just so excited to have somebody from america there wow they have the feeling of people in iran is that americans are great america's a great country you know so i did my best to try and represent that somehow and make them with, feel that good
0: with your english accent With my okay. english accent
1: right <laughs> right Right. Sometimes I do get stops in America when people ask me where are you from, and I will say I'm an American. This is what we sound like, you know.
0: It's a Brooklyn accent.
1: <laughs> right. Right. Do you know, actually, you know what? In here, they, my, my uh, gym owner always says that I'm from Jersey. Yes, Tom's from Jersey. Oh, <laughs> just that's, that's that's that he just puts the accent on, you know.
0: Yeah. Right. Right. Yeah, that's a whole attitude thing though, too. Uh, well, Jersey, the, yeah, Jersey attitude. Right. Some people don't like it, but I think it's all right you would (laughs) what are you saying (laughs) i'm biased no yeah i think so (laughs) so.
1: yeah so So it was uh iran was amazing um and uh hopefully um some of of that feeling i have for it comes across in the in the new book because um i've written it's again another book i've written for this time in which we live so the beginning part is really about um the sort of fight of light against darkness ultimately and that's that fight is uh in the iranian tradition is very clear that there is light and dark and that those two things are opposed to each other that there's no real middle ground that you have to pick a side um, but not just that the fact that um, actually the the battle of light and dark really happens inside you and that human beings have this choice they have this choice between choosing to be on the side of order and light or on the side of chaos and darkness and that those are your choices and that that which one of those wins ultimately dark or light is up to the choices of of men of people you know so um it's kind of interesting that's been encoded in the iranian uh thought process for thousands upon thousands of years that you know the fate of the universe rests in the choices of men
0: so this epic battle is happening right in front of them daily and they have the choice to make daily maybe that's the reason why they were so nice to you and and they want to carry themselves better because they're making that that minute choice right there to treat somebody with the most Correct. respect, right? Correct. Correct. So this epic battle is is something the world needs to understand.
1: Right. It's something think- the world needs. To know. the thing is, is that the the people don't necessarily know it's happening. Yeah. You know, like the forces, the side of darkness knows it's happening. The side of light doesn't always know it's happening. You know, so you know, it's like a, it's like a war that's being fought on with one side fully aware of what's going on and the other side not necessarily aware of what's going on and that's the problem it's almost that awareness of that you have to understand that you and the choices you make are pivotal and not just pivotal for yourself although the choices you make for yourself and about yourself are really important because they contribute to the mate the the bigger picture which is right. The, the 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 battle between light and darkness that is happening before our very eyes although or not because people have ne- haven't necessarily been looking their eyes are blinded you know so yeah. um, they,
0: they, they either think that it's just all like um stories you know myths if you will um mm. uh, right. or they or they or it's just too scary and they don't want to embark right. on that journey and they don't want to admit to it but for me When I started to make this realization over the past couple of years, it actually made life here on earth amazing for me because you now realize you're part of this epic battle of all the the great myths, right? And it's like I wake up with a purpose in life and just doing something as nice as treating somebody with respect, I feel like I'm walking away from a battle and Mm -hmm. I won. Yeah,
1: absolutely. 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 That's what. It's, that's fantastic.
0: Yeah, and I, I, I hope people. I encourage people to step into that mindset, even if you got to fake it for a while. Just pretend it's real, even right. if you don't believe it.
1: Right. Right. But I mean, you know, I mean, the easiest thing you can do is choose to do the right thing at every juncture you're able to choose, to make that choice. That's the easiest thing. Well, that's the easiest thing. Just yeah. just do the I mean and and ultimately it can be that simple. You know, just do the right thing. You yeah. know whatever the situation is, do the right thing. I mean, that is also sometimes easier said than done, but sure. like your moral compass will tell you if you listen to it. You know, I mean, I'm sure nobody who's doing super malicious evil things uh, is doing so thinking they're being good. I'm pretty sure they know what they're doing is not right. right. But they just give in to it anyway. So, I, most people, I like to think that the majority of people are good and that ultimately they want to and will do the right thing. But that's not, I guess I have a slightly optimistic view on life in that regard. Um, but yeah, I mean, it comes down to the idea that you either can choose light and order and goodness or dark chaos and I want to say evil or wickedness, but I mean in some cases it can be that. You know, yeah. It can be that. So
0: yeah, I mean, well, even like if people are just behaving selfishly. Correct. Um it could lead to something quite evil.
1: Right. It's a slip it can be a slippery slope. Yeah. You know. It can be teeth through on a slippery slope. The choices you make compound. You know, it's not just like i'll choose this good thing and then this bad thing and this good thing this bad thing like you tend to go towards whatever you your choice your choices compound on each other it's like interest you know they it it, it's like a snowball it builds and builds and builds so if you're mostly choosing the right thing you're going to generally tend in your life towards doing the good thing at most times and you're going to get better and it's going to get easier if you're mostly choosing the wrong thing you're going to generally tend towards that sort of downward spiral where it ends up where you're in a dark chaotic place and you're not quite sure how you got there and you're not quite sure how to pull yourself out but even if you have got to the bottom like that dark spiral you know you can find your way back out it just takes work you know it just takes a lot of work and the deep the the lower you drop the harder the the more work it takes to ascend but you can still ascend it's never hopeless never hopeless
0: no so do you practice any forms of asceticism do you fast do you uh um, well, yeah, stay yeah. up
1: all night and, and no, pray or night. i like my sleep um <laughs> so yeah i mean ultimately i consider uh my training to be asceticism in itself you know like i i will even when i i don't want to do it you know some days you wake up and you're like i do not want to do anything i want to sit around being lazy but so for example every single morning i wake up and i do 108 betax. do 108 squats no matter what come rain or shine as soon as you wake up when i wake up yeah whether i and i and i often i do not want to do it you don't some get a coffee first easier. some days it's really hard but i'll do it anyway and so that ultimately is my initial asceticism you know uh, i do fast in regard to i mean i'm not really a big like multiple day faster but i i intermittent fast so i usually don't eat till around ten thirty or 11 and i stop eating at about four. Um, Oh, nice so i tend to do that and that's so it's pretty cool like that
0: one of these things is fasting because that fits right into the fitness community. Yeah, I mean, you always see people talking about fasting and tricks to do it and people wanting to do it and all this like scientific stuff. Yeah. But at the end of the day, you're talking about it from this point of view where you go without food because it's um you're you're not giving into your cravings and right. you're you're teaching yourself to find happiness in other places perhaps at a by ascending a spiritual consciousness or something Correct. and and also
1: it, i mean it it it's a good feeling to have to understand hunger yeah you know so we're in a country where there is vast amounts of plenty like you will you can easily feed yourself All day, every day, non stop. So, there's there's an abundance of food, and it's not necessarily the best kind of food, but there's a lot of food. And so, a lot of people don't actually know what it feels like to be hungry, which is strange because human beings, for most of our time on this rock, have basically had times where we felt hungry. We're meant to. That's that's natural. For days. Yeah, for days. Yeah, it's right. It's a natural and uh perfectly good state to be in actually sharpens up your mind a little bit yes um, it does there's there's actually uh i was reading something very
0: interesting about uh because back before refrigeration and all that stuff and you were living a nomadic life it wasn't like you were able to keep pounds of beef uh, on in cold storage you ate your fill everybody took their piece and then there was no food left right and then you would start getting hungry, and the need to hunt would start to take over, and the, the uh, your your ability to perceive everything around you would your eyes would see more, you would be able to hear better, yeah, right. You'd be able to move faster.
1: So there's a lot to that. What was interesting, I actually saw a thing. Uh, actually, it's my wife telling me about it. I guess it must be something that she was reading or listening to. But in the pre, in the, if you go look at hunter-gatherer uh, communities, and that means all of our ancestors ultimately at some point, the actual work week's about 15 hours total of how much work you put in to be able to live and eat. So every they've they've studied tribes around the world that hunter gatherers, and it basically it's about the same. So every three days or so is when you have to go and hunt. And the work it work week is to for both male hunting roles or and female uh uh gathering, which is not necessarily the case, sometimes males gathering as well, but um but male, men and women alike have um, put in about 15 hours of work in a week. That's, and that's and incredible it, and it really have we progressed as a as a group of people like, where we're we? we're now working these enormously long hours on the whole for lots of people. People working 60 hours a week. For, but for what i mean you know there's there's a for point a pizza, at so. which want you meet your needs and then anything beyond that is is just because you've been sold something often, right you know or you've been or the system has been put in place that makes it so you have to keep working to be able to afford just to live because i mean the system's changed right when it was like you could just go out live almost where you wanted feed yourself by hunting in your own hand and gathering and whatever yeah. it was actually less physical less work, less actual work and then you had more what we now call leisure time but they didn't really have the idea of leisure I guess but um, it's kind of interesting we've been sold a uh, sold a spurious uh, bill of fare.
0: Yeah, that's something I never knew. I always just pictured people had really hard, rugged lives that they were constantly moving all day long. They didn't need to work out because, you know, they worked out basically every day. But that's, you know, if you have a 15-hour work week, I mean, you got tons of time, man. They probably right. practice, yeah. they did practice uh, their hunting skills and stuff like sure, that. Oh, yeah,
1: absolutely. absolutely. I mean, I mean, you could honestly say that's where things like wrestling come from. Yeah. Is is that time when you're not actually out there hunting or fighting other tribe or something like that? You are just like wrestling or lifting rocks or doing something with, especially especially for I guess for the men who are trying to show each other how strong they are, or how tough they are, how they, you know, the, the top dog. In that, yeah. situation. you know, that's where a lot of a lot of these physical traditions come from. That time when you weren't put them into practice as in hunting or fighting in warfare you know you
0: mentioned stone lifting and and it, your instagram is full of you out there holding stones lifting stones I in like all different it. locations it looks
1: like you really do enjoy I it i really like those yeah i mean I, there's guys out there who are amazing at it like yeah really amazing it's an art it's, it, it's like an art yeah. Oh yeah. I mean, the thing is, is it feels natural. Like you lift a stone. it feel, For me, it feels better than lifting uh, a bar. You know, I mean, I, it's, it's a different kind of challenge, but I really, I really like it. It's like really primal. Yeah. And it just feels right. But yeah, I, li- yeah. I like that. I mean, and the thing is in that again, it's like that came about from, you know, figuring out who's the strongest, who gets the, who gets to work on this job or who gets to, you know do this thing or that thing how much share you get of the of the food or the spoils it's it comes down to the same thing it's the same as martial arts so the vikings you're talking about right well you the... uh i mean we talk about the in iceland it was like things like for fishing and farming it was like almost like a, a job interview uh yes with... it was
0: like if they place you into a certain place if you could lift a certain stone
1: correct yeah so yeah. so obviously the stronger you are the bigger stone the, the better job
0: you could get for instance. that's
1: a, that's right in those ones and then in scotland the scottish stones of strength are about um uh, manhood stones they're like if you can lift this you're now man you know it's like you're it was to show that you were no longer a youth that you were
0: right now, so now, but now this man. is a big moment for people uh yeah. your big your your big job or you you're becoming a man so what would happen beforehand they would train for it Sure, yeah, right, exactly. They would practice because they know this is coming. They know, hey, in a couple months, you're going to try to become a man, so you better start practicing. Yeah,
1: you better be strong enough, yeah. Right. So they were training. I think people were training. I mean, like, there's evidence, certainly, that people train in some way. I mean, yeah. so I think about wrestling, grappling. I mean, ultimately, it's training for fighting without actually killing another man. Which yeah. really, I mean, so someone who does jujitsu, I it's it's one of those things there's moments of realization that you've realized you're basically as close as you could be to murdering another man with your bare hands. Right. You know, what's your hobby? I go to a padded room a few times a week and practicing practice murdering people. It's a very strange <laughs> concept for many people. But I mean it's it's as old as as human life ultimately is that practicing for you know, the real deal.
0: Yeah. Yeah,
1: it's it's
0: really interesting. I mean, those are probably some of your best friends that you're almost killing. Or oh, yeah, got you. you right.
1: No, so having fought it for you know over half my life, um, I can tell you that the when you've actually had a, a fight or a competition, you know, either I've done Muay Thai for a long time and Jiu Jitsu now, um, that you the whoever when well, you even in a competition, like an friendly competition against like in a tournament or something or a, a fight in a ring after it's over you feel extremely powerful connection to that person like extremely powerful you feel like you've shared something with that person which nobody else could understand outside of that moment that you've just had now this could be a person that you might not even have identical views with about the world right Oh, 100%. I mean, if you go to a jiu-jitsu gym or any any martial arts gym, ultimately, but let's just take my gym. You go to the gym that I train at. I have there, we have, like, the a complete cross-section society. It tends to be more men than women, but there are women there too. But there's people from all walks of life. You've you've got people from all different ethnic backgrounds, religious backgrounds, political ideologies, uh class backgrounds work everyone but you're all there and you'll get along absolutely fine you actually get along great yeah you know it's amazing how great you will get along you know because you're trying to kind of beat each other up a bit
0: yeah it's a common ground it's a great connector it, this is 100%. similar to what have i i've experienced in the fire department because – or this would be what they talk about in the armed services too. You know, your brother's shoulder and shoulder fighting against, you know, the enemy, right? You you don't look at each other as, as having differences anymore. And yeah. the fire department, it, when it's slow and we're hanging around the firehouse and we did all our duties for the day, you might get two guys sniping at each other, bitching to each other about, like, some guy not putting the bucket of water away or, yeah. you know, just – you know, kind of like picking on each other and uh, or even political arguments. Oh, Trump's better, no Biden's better, whatever. And yeah. that you think they're gonna tear their heads off. But you go to a fire together and you know, you back each other up and you know that those are the people that are gonna, you know, be there for you. Right. They got your butt. So at the end of the day, no matter what kind of fights or arguments, it's all it always ends in a handshake and somebody you know, somebody else comes in and just makes fun of both of you until you're yeah. both put in your place. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah.
1: And yeah, everybody sure. laughs. And well, and, I mean, and... that's the thing. We always say if you know, if if uh if the world could be more like a jiu-jitsu gym, it, it would be a much better place because you know Ah uh, utopia. Everyone gets along and everyone we give each other a hard time, fun. But like no yeah. one takes any of that other stuff very seriously. Yeah. It's the yeah. way it kind of used to be in the old days, you know, that that you know you have all your neighbors in your neighborhood or whatever and like you don't know a lot of stuff about them, but you know, about their political views or this, that and the other view, but it didn't really, didn't really matter. You know, it wasn't important, but now those things seem to have become of the utmost importance to everybody. And they really are. not No, they they never are. No, of course not. Of course not. But you're made to, you're told that they should be. You're made to feel like these things are the most important thing. And they're not in any way. Yeah. Yeah.
0: That's that's
1: really good point.
0: And, you know, you're going back to talking about going to Iran and you're walking through the city streets, meeting people. These are people just like you that have families. Right. And yeah. they would rather sit down and have something to eat with you yeah, than talk about anything else. I mean, they're like, you're here. I'm here. We both have kids. We
1: we both love
0: life. Let's have a drink. Yeah, they Let's have they a just coffee. want coffee.
1: They right they all they want to do is just yeah interact with you in a normal way you know yeah i mean they've had their fill of politics for a long time over there so i mean um yeah that's the real world that's the real world that we should really be trying to lift the veil and see right i mean you have to be very wary of any official line that you're fed, that you're told these people are your enemy or this thing, this is like it's probably not true exactly. It's probably there might not be an element of truth in some of it, but yeah, you have to you have to exercise a lot of free thought. Yeah. yeah. You know, and make some uh and make some judgment calls yourself. And ultimately, you know, until you actually can Go and see something with your own eyes. You should have a healthy level of skepticism about what you're told. You should believe.
0: Yeah. And do you know? Uh, you, you know the name Henry Henry Rollins. Yeah, I know, you Henry know Henry. who that is? Yeah. yeah. Okay. You know he wrote, wrote poetry and does comedy. He was, oh, the, okay. he was
1: well, I know him most from Black Flag.
0: Um, yes. Right. Singer of Black Flag. Then he did a Henry Rollins band, and then he yeah. was acting for a while. But he uh, was a big adventurer, and he—I read that he said he would look at the list that the government, the U.S. government, put out of countries that they recommend Americans don't go to. Oh, go and there! He's
1: like, okay, I'm going to go to all that go, go there, yeah, definitely go yeah. there.
0: And he said those are the best trips he's ever been on,
1: and sure, yeah. you know that everybody treated him well. You know, it's funny; I get asked quite often by people, you know. By america, people in america people and i used to have it when i was in the uk too but yeah where's you know uh, isn't that place dangerous and i'm like oh about uh, lots of different countries places that you know it's like well no i mean america is more is, is this as is at least as dangerous not more dangerous than those places you know, you know i mean like it's so funny to me that you know I, but i guess it's because i've seen more places in the world you know so i have seen it my own eyes but yeah the world's not a dangerous place really like people like to think say the world's dangerous place but like you should definitely i mean i encourage travel like people should definitely go out and see stuff because yeah you can broaden your horizons and see the world you know you you get a much better understanding of where you live now and a bit more gratitude for life and you know more of a grounding and then more of a more of a kind of understanding of of the way things really operate in the world
0: and and you're not referring to a five-star five-star beach resort in Cozumel or something like that but
1: i mean again nothing wrong with that yeah
0: Yeah. but that's a little but you're not gonna
1: learn about the country that much, right right yes no i i definitely recommend getting into a country itself and the thing is ultimately you know the long the more time you could spend somewhere obviously the better but like yeah you have to get into it you have to see it you have to talk to people you have to actually yeah. meet meet people yeah that's fantastic so the
0: um the war yoga book part two um yeah. That's is there a sign up, uh, early sign up for it so people can get no, it? Or, no, no,
1: not actually. I'm uh, just gonna go right on there and do it. <laughs> not that organized. Um, no, I mean, we're still in the phase of um, I'm getting illustrations done at the moment because it's going to be illustrated like the first one. Yeah, um, I'm getting uh, my like I said, my editor is having the initial read through at the moment, so uh, it's going to be given back to me and I will be, t- I'll be, uh, I'll have a conversation with my editor about things that they have questions that he has questions about or you know places he thinks oh you could maybe explain a bit more there or expand on that or something like that uh, mm-hmm. and then once i've done that i send it back then we'll begin what's called the technical edit which is where you actually start to it's actually the the mechanics of you know the punctuation grammar and all that stuff
0: Wow. That, I mean, I was just thinking about writing a book, and after you told me all these steps, I'm going to abandon my dream. I tell, I tell you, feel I, dealing by the time, all time a
1: book is published, I have read it probably about 15 times at least. My goodness. Um, and you kind of get sick of your own voice after a little while. <laughs> <you go>. Shut <laughs> up, Tom. I've heard it before. Uh, it did. Does
0: there come a point where you start
1: second-guessing yourself you're reading it so much? But, you know what I what mean? you exactly. overanalyze it? No, not not so much. I always I usually am pretty pleased with where it is okay. by the time i go to my editor, but what I start what you do is you, you miss things because you know you you'll kind of go through and edit. And the thing is you've seen that same page so many times at that point that you miss where there's an error, you know, which is why it's important to have yeah. uh, somebody proof. I actually quite often um in fact the last book I actually got my wife to proof it just before because she isn't really that interested <laughs> in <laughs> things that in that in that that part of what i write she's not. She's you've got like, one of those too not one of those things so so for her she'll read it in a purely technical manner so she's reading oh, yeah. it not because she's interested in the comic, but she'll just read it for the you know proof for the word the wrong yeah. word you know that's this is punctuation here's wrong that's so so it's great actually to have someone who doesn't have that same interest look at it you know
0: yeah there you go that's that's yeah. good if you, some, if
1: you get someone who actually is interested in what you're writing to do it what they actually do is they will um they will just go oh you know this is really interesting i'm just they get absorbed into it and then they stop yeah there is you know right they'll get invested into it
0: and right look so at it from a different... wife
1: who's not invested in it
0: yeah well i mean when it comes to all my steel mace swinging steel clubs, jewelry. Bulgarian bag and any anything like that my wife is not interested and so I totally
1: get what you're saying but what's what's fun though is that so so uh, this trip to Iran I went with my wife um she came with me so I was planning it and I was getting these itineraries from these uh the agency in Iran you know because I was fixing up I want to go here and I want to go here and do this um and and I I was reading it to her she said that sounds fun you know what you can't go and do that without me so she ended up uh so we ended up going together she she really loved it she had a great time what was amazing is this so we went to these uh zirkanes and they're they're the domain of men now women can go in and watch they they can't take they can't take part in the actual practice um but they treated us so nicely they kept so kept you know we had an interpreter because most people don't speak any english they speak Hmm. you know farsi and so they were, but they, they were just saying, they're saying, and my interpreter were saying, they said they wish good health on their dear beloved sister. And like, they talk in those kind of terms. They were just like so wow. welcoming and nice to her. They were like sitting it down, giving it tea. And, you know, like she had a, she had a great time. She was like, wow, I didn't expect that in the Zirkinah, you know, the, you know, the sort of men's realm where they're, you know, they, they were like so kind to her yeah you know they yeah we were so happy for her to see that and see what was happening you know yeah they they they, they they're kind of proud of what oh yeah she's it right they, they're like
0: oh this person actually wants to see us yeah i mean it's it's special and i love how they like speak in that way uh I, yeah I, I, it would be nice to if if we did that in america I, i'm gonna start right that. it would you gonna... know
1: it would it would it was just it was just it was just it was kind of overwhelming how nice yeah. they were. Yeah. yeah, so so Kristen came. So she wasn't. So what's funny is even though she's not very interested in what I do in in terms of that, she's not invested in it. She actually um I showed her a video the other day and she was like, Oh yeah, they've got a day and they're doing this. So she knows what it all is because she came with me. Yeah. It's kind of interesting. She actually understands the inner workings of the zircone better than a lot of people. You know who are actually interested, really interested in that stuff, uh, just because she tagged along. You know, she had a great time. That, that
0: is really cool. She's an adventurer, that's for sure. Because you know, yeah,
1: we, we, I mean, we, we, everywhere we go on the whole, the only place she hasn't been is India with me. Um, but no. otherwise, we tend to travel together everywhere. Yeah. Is is uh is so? It's safe for
0: women to travel in Iran. Is it safe for women to travel well, in India?
1: Yeah, definitely. Okay, I'd say Iran honestly now i don't want to give advice to the public that that you know my advice is not legal advice this is for entertainment purposes only um i would say Iran's one of the safest countries to travel in because um people there are extremely kind and helpful and people sort of will go out their way to help somebody they think is lost or in a difficult situation now that's not to say that everybody is because you know in every country you've got people who have got some nefarious purpose but i just didn't encounter anybody we didn't encounter anybody on our trip like that um, yeah. but yeah i would say it's safe um especially if you have uh some kind of contact or somebody there to kind of help help you with your travel arrangements uh but yeah i mean i've been to countries i think most of the world's pretty safe i'd say actually um The, i I mean i've never really had any major issues with travel i've had things in thailand when i was living there and young and stupid but like yeah i'd say most of the world's safe yeah i agree i mean
0: i've been to new york city so many times in my life and i've seen a million (laughs) things and yeah it there's like you said there's people there's things but when you travel you try to do it smartly, right? You know, think before you go down that alleyway, and you know, do right, smart things, sure. right? Of course, yeah. Right. And I mean, it's it's that's probably the whole
1: world over that way, even from cities to the bush. Or yeah, or anything, I think so in between. You. I mean, I've I as a young man have done some pretty dumb things while traveling. Um, I survived. Yeah, I'm still here. You know, so I think on the whole, unless you're extremely unlucky it's you know you could just be unlucky you're sure paranoid. but you could do that just going down the street to go get a gallon well, of milk i could milk. do that in in my town right here
0: absolutely um, It happens really all the time,
1: time. yeah you know, my town's super safe There's really safe but i could literally walk out my door and something bad could happen to me by just pure chance so yeah right but, but you but can't live, you can't live in that fear exactly you know, yeah which is why you should just people should you know if you, if you want if you want to travel go and travel if you want to do that thing go and do that thing you know
0: yeah yeah and then even if you had any apprehension prior to that it'll all go away it will it will evaporate yeah and people will s- kind of start talking how you're talking they'll so, they'll be mm-hmm. like yeah it's fine yeah go ahead no right
1: no they yeah. will i i have i am yet to meet somebody actually who has serious regrets about having gone out and done the thing that they were a little intimidated to do yeah you know, on the whole people will do it and then it actually gives people gives you an immense sense of accomplishment because you think i did it you know i did that thing
0: yeah go go toward the risk because there, right. that's exactly. where the greatest benefit the greatest reward is
1: great exactly the greater yeah. the sacrifice the greatest reward in some ways too so yes
0: yes that's excellent yeah so tom thank you for this excellent uh talk uh and thanks for having forward- me on again yeah, definitely. Anytime, my friend. And um, you know, recap it. It's September 24th at MSTA, that's Marshall Strength Training Academy in Branchburg, New Jersey. Yeah. Uh the guys over at Marshall Strength Training Academy have embraced the mace for sure. I they have tons of yeah. mace over there. Um I've done workshops there, other people have done workshops there. Uh, all sorts of good stuff going on in that particular location. So it's going to be really awesome to have Tom there. Uh you,
1: you... I'm really excited. I, I mean, I, I it's going to be a great time. Um, yeah. I hope that anybody who goes is going to come away with some knowledge and something that they've never done before or they've not experienced before but will come away feeling.
0: Yes, I – I think that that's a good point to end on because even if you're like an expert trainer or whatever you are, um, learning body, body weight techniques and stuff is never a waste of time for you because, you know, sometimes we get, we get channeled down our, uh, whatever it is that we, we coach people, whether it's weightlifting or steel mace, and we don't really have time to spend working on the other stuff. And, this is a um, a great way to to kind of, you know, backfill that. The other thing about these workshops is it's a great meet and greet. You know, oh, meeting yeah. the the people. If you're showing up at a workshop, you're pretty serious about yeah. this stuff. You know, so it's it, this Correct. is where you get this like good collective of people, um, and great things happen between these people. I've seen it. I've been. Oh yeah. To it. Yeah. Uh,
1: it, it could spur new adventures, like you wouldn't yes. believe. Yeah. Yes, hundred percent. Like I have met some really cool people uh, when uh, Kelly uh, Manzone, she does, uh, she's done workshops in the past here, yep. like um, in Connecticut, and I've met some awesome people who I have remained in good close touch with, and have learned a lot from, and have. It's really just been those things are where you meet people who are into what you're into. You
0: know Yes. And that common ground is there. It's all yeah. the small talk goes away
1: and you're, yeah, you're in there, right? It's true. Yeah. I, yeah. I mean, I, I love, I love that. I love going to workshops that yeah. are in this sort of thing and meeting people. So to actually be giving the workshop is going to be a really cool experience in itself. But I'm really looking forward to meeting a bunch of guys you included in person because I've not met Fred in person. Um, yeah online uh so i i think it's really important for me it's very important to have that if so if it's called social media it has to have a social end and so i actually make the physical social connection with people and yes and and sort of you know make that a reality so social reality you know is uh is a great outcome from social media
0: yes i agree and and you're making that effort and people are going to make the effort to show up yeah for it and yeah that effort right. is the thing that that glue that's the right. glue that holds us it's together. how you achieve without <laughs> yes
1: like we said earlier like if it, if it if it takes no effort it's not really worth having so that's it man
0: tom yeah. thank you so thank much you,
1: thanks everybody for
0: tuning into this one uh sign up for Tom's workshop over at Marshall Strength Training Academy's website. It's uh, marshallstrengthtraining.com. And, yeah, sign up right now. Go. All right. Thanks, Tom.
1: Thanks, Fred. Take care. You too, man.